Welcome to the Lemon Spark Podcast, where we share stories about lemons that spark a new direction in life. I'm your host, Barbara Zabala. Well, welcome, Rachel Rickman, to the Lemon Spark Podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on here and talk to the audience about your lemons and the spark from those lemons. So, Rachel is founder of the 500 Projects of Love, which she'll tell us more about, and she's from Las Vegas, Nevada. So welcome, Rachel, and tell us about you and 500 Projects of Love, and of course, about your lemons that got you here. Hi, Barbara. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to be able to share my story with everyone and have the opportunity to do that on your platform. So thank you for that. I founded 500 Projects of Love in 2010, and it actually was called something else when we first started. It was called Baby Clothes Worn with Love. Also around this same time, I was diagnosed as being bipolar. I think that was a huge driving force for me in why I constantly wanted to keep myself busy. Because the busier I was, the less busy my mind was. And so it gave me something not only tangible, but something that also felt really good to focus all of my attention on. So I kept myself busy on purpose, but I had to find other ways because I knew doing the baby clothes thing wasn't going to work anymore. I didn't have anywhere to store everything. Right. Cause you were in a one bedroom apartment now. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have a, my mom's house to keep these things in the garage. And so it made it a little bit more challenging. So I started finding other ways also around this same time frame, my own father became homeless was living on the streets, panhandling for money. And I remember, I want to say it was probably my 22nd or my 23rd birthday. He called me on the phone and he thought I was one of his other daughters because he was actually, he was drunk. And he called me on the phone and I could hear him in the background in a gas station parking lot, slurring his words as he tried to get a happy birthday out. Five seconds later, you hear, hey, man, can I have a dollar? Those words live with me. Those words echo in my head all the time. It was in a, it was in a moment like that where I realized the shift of something else that I could do to be productive and to bless people and to give back to others. And that's when I started transitioning into wanting to really help the homeless. It hit home for me. It was a personal experience. I had always, I had done stuff with baby clothes and I was a mom. So yes, that was a personal connection. But I'd also volunteered with Make-A-Wish. I volunteered with the American Cancer Society. I did food drives for local food banks in San Bernardino, California, which is where I was going to college. I would get involved on my campus and we would do back to school drives. I was involved in clubs that would give back to the community and do volunteer events. And all of those things were extremely fulfilling, but there still wasn't that personal connection that really was that this is my experience. Mm-hmm. No, I've never been homeless myself, but my dad was. And so it was a perspective of watching somebody that you love and care about and somebody who's close to you 
go through a situation that you don't wish upon any human ever in their lifetime. And there were a lot of puzzle pieces, as I like to say, that really made that transition possible. I feel like it's important to touch on what those pieces are because getting to where I am today wouldn't have been possible if the whole puzzle wasn't complete. So what were some of those puzzle pieces? You know, being bipolar is constantly a struggle. I have good days. I have bad. I also around this time was diagnosed with a lot of chronic health issues. Um, Something else I think is important to mention. I also have a learning disability. I still do not drive many years later, still a single mom. So all of these challenges are not just things that went away. There's still things that are current and predominant in my life even today. I've just had to find methods to work past them. I think I've come a very long way in figuring out what works for me and how to do that. But during this time frame, I let everything sit. I did nothing with my organization for about a good four years. And numbers are really important to me. And I'll talk about numbers a little bit more in a few minutes. But the meaning behind numbers, all of that is really significant and a huge part of my story. Around this same time, in a local mom's group I'm in, I heard a story of a young man named Kyler. Kyler, he just turned 15. Um, This year, he turned 15. So at the time, I believe he was 12. When he was 11, Kyler was bullied, and he was bullied over his shoes. He had a bully who bullied over his shoes take a pencil and stab him with a pencil, and it punctured his lungs. Oh my goodness. When Kyler was in his hospital bed recovering, he told his parents that he never wanted a single person walking this earth to not have a pair of shoes on their feet, to worry about having to afford shoes, or to be bullied over their shoes. Kyler's family also became homeless for a period of time themselves because of the medical bills, the legal bills, medication costs, all of that. And when I heard this young man's story, knowing the impact that he was making on the community, the difference somebody so young could wrap their head around the power behind not holding on to anger, but forgiveness, kindness, spreading love. And that really, really inspired me. Hearing his story really just touched my heart in ways that I don't even know how to put into words. And I've shared that with him and his family who have become dear friends to me many, many times throughout the years. And the impact that he truly had on my life. And I kind of credit hearing Kyler's story and helping Kyler to being one of those pieces in the puzzle. So what Kyler did, Kyler founded his own nonprofit and it's called Kyler's Kicks. And Kyler collects shoes, used and new shoes to give back to the community that needs shoes. So I was working on this project with my other friends about incorporating the number 58. So I thought, what is something I can do to, co- to kind of combine the two things? So I said, I am going to pledge to collect 58 pairs of shoes for Kyler. 58 pairs of shoes turned into me collecting 178 pairs of shoes for Kyler's kicks. 
It took me about two and a half months to do so. But then I got to meet his family. They came to my apartment and picked the shoes up from me. And then I said, you know what? That felt so good getting back into doing that collecting things and of course it took me back to that moment where i was helping moms where all the mom was asking for was maternity clothes and everybody was trying to give me everything in the kitchen sink that's kind of what happened when i started taking shoes in everyone was like oh i've got this bag of clothes oh i've got these jackets oh i've got these books my kids are not using anymore well, that wasn't really what my intent was, but give it to me. I'll find a use for it. We'll find a way to bless somebody with it. And again, be that light in somebody else's darkness when they're in need. So I started taking in donations of all kinds of different things. And this kind of, again, started sparking something in me of finding other ways to reach out, to be involved in the community after four years of, no of doing nothing with my organization. So I came across a group that was another nonprofit here in town called the Care Package Project. A dear friend of mine, her name is Taylor, was the founder of the Care Package Project. I'll talk a little bit more about Taylor in a minute, but I want to say a few other things first. I started going to some of her events that she was doing, and I started some of these other donations I was bringing in, I would bring to her events, and she was working with the homeless as well, giving back, serving meals, giving out clothing. Around this same time, there was another event happening here in town on Thanksgiving Day. It was an event called Gobble Gobble Give, where they serve hundreds if not thousands of homeless people on Thanksgiving Day. I heard about this event. I had volunteered with a Thanksgiving event for Taylor the weekend before Thanksgiving. Then I had heard about Gobble Gobble Give a week before it happened. And this is another puzzle piece that ties the story together. When I heard about Gobble Gobble Give, I heard about it a week before it happened. And, I, and they take everything, clothing, shoes, blankets, hygiene items, food, volunteers. I said, let me gather everything possible that I can. And in a week, I collected close to 700 items in a week for this event. For the next year's Gobble Gobble Give, which happened last year in 2019, I had a whole year to plan. So I pledged, we're gonna go bigger, we're gonna go better, we're gonna rent a U-Haul truck, and we are gonna load this truck. And I collected over the year over 10 thousand items for the homeless and that was such a profound moment for me i wasn't doing it for glory it's my heart i wanted to give back and i went i volunteered at that event again last year brought all the items clothing shoes food i helped run their little mini food pantry that they had that day but here's where things get a little taking this back to my dad my dad got really sick a couple years ago we didn't we never really we didn't have a huge relationship there was a lot of trauma there growing up um, him being on the streets him being an addict he wasn't very active in my life for most of it but he's still my dad when he got really sick last year he ended up going on hospice care I went and saw him in the hospital. He was in the hospital for about a month. Every organ you could think of was failing. And that was from years and years and years of addiction, being on the streets, not taking care of himself. When I went home to visit him, my sister took him into hospice. And he was at her house for three days. In those final moments, as hard as it was, there was a lot of closure. We were able 
to, to spend some time together and have things end on as much of a positive note as possible. The 20th of November was the one year anniversary of my dad's passing. I get chills when I tell this story. When he passed, he passed on his 60th birthday. And now here's the irony in the story. The time that the hospice nurse declared my dad gone was 11.20 p.m. On 11.20, his 60th birthday. But in, the, in that moment, I felt like that was a sign for my dad. I felt like the number 11 was something that represented this is my path. This is my journey. I was working a corporate job that made me really unhappy. In January, in February, I ended up quitting that corporate job. Um, so I feel like this was kind of a sign from my dad saying, this is what you're meant to be doing. This is your purpose. This is something that's going to be not only healing for you, but inspiring, impactful, empowering for others and a way to bless others. This is what you should be doing. I became a 501c this year in 2020 in June. I started the process in March and the crazy thing is, this is the 11th year. You ready for this, Barbara? The 11th year that I have ran 500 Projects of Love. Not as a 501c until this year. That is significant. But that is extremely significant, which is why I get so, I mean, even though it's a somber story in some ways, there's also some positivity in it that makes me excited to share that. So the repetition of the number 11 as a sign from your dad that this was what you were meant to do. Is this meaning 500 Projects of Love? Yes, I feel like that is my purpose in life. I feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing. And the number 500 also has significance for me. So the number 500 represents progress. It represents change. It represents coming full circle. That's what we want to be able to do for our friends on the streets. We want to see them cool, come full circle and be able to provide something for them that even if just for a short amount of time provides a little bit of hope and is the change and the progress that they need to take the next steps to hopefully be in a better position themselves. So tell us a little bit more about 500 Projects of Love. What is this organization? What is its mission? Absolutely. So 500 Projects of Love mission is to empower and inspire others to want to give back to the to the homeless. Simple, straight to the point. I wanted something that was relatable, something where you read those words, inspire and empower. Something that makes you feel like you are making a difference. And through my story, I want to inspire and empower others. I was so, I never imagined myself doing this. Somebody uh, being bipolar, having a learning disability, all of my struggles, transportation, how am I gonna get to events? I can barely take care of me. How am I gonna help anybody else? But I found ways, I knew it was too important back and do nothing. I own struggles in my life. Those are my lemons. I've had those struggles. I've had things I've over, had to overcome. I've had things I'm still overcoming on a daily basis. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and not be bipolar anymore. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow magically not come from a family of struggle and addiction. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and my learning disability is gone. Those things are things that are with me every day. 
but instead of turning them into something that has to be negative, I chose to take those challenges. I chose to take those struggles and turn them into something positive. And that is the whole point behind Lemon Spark. You didn't let the lemons define who you are. The spark is what defines you. And it's your spark and your drive to just jump in. It sounds like you just jump in. You find places that need help and you go. And then from there, you learn about more places and people that need help. And it just keeps growing. And because you are involved and jumping into these different activities, it sounds like that's what gives you the energy and the ideas of what you can do. And thank you for saying that. I think that's part of the goal, you know, transitioning into some of these new programs um, that we have planned. There's a lot of exciting things that we're hoping to be able to do in the new year. There's a lot of exciting things that we're working on currently. Um, One of the things, if I may, that I'd like to touch on is a project that we're working on in the month of December. This also is a piece of the puzzle that that I'd like to bring up, if that's okay. Um, Earlier, I mentioned my friend Taylor with the Care Package Project. Unfortunately, in July, the world lost Taylor. She was such a light to everybody that she was around. Her heart was so huge and me and her really connected on that level. And back in March, before COVID hit, before the shutdown, me and Taylor teamed up to do a fundraiser together. This was really important. It's a really important piece of the puzzle as well in getting me to where I am because without that fundraiser, we, we split the profits from it because I wasn't a 501c yet. I didn't have my own EIN number. So we split the profits and some of the money that was raised from this fundraiser allowed me to be able to file the paperwork and pay the fees to start an official 501c. I can't tell my story without giving a little bit of credit to Taylor for that because that was a crucial piece in what took me to the next step. A project that was really close to Taylor's heart was something she's done for the last few years was Christmas presents for the homeless and struggling. And Christmas morning, she would go out and drive around town and drop off gift bags full of beanies and socks, canned food with pool tabs and bottled water, things just to provide a little bit of hope, a Christmas card with a nice message in it. And last year, I had the opportunity to be blessed enough to go out. Uh, myself and my boyfriend, we, we joined Taylor and went out hand delivered hundreds of these bags to our homeless friends on the street. When Taylor passed in July, I reached out to her mom and her husband, who I've remained a relationship with, and told them, I want to take this event on this year as a way of honoring Taylor, as a way of letting her know that I'm thankful for her. And I am blessed to have known her. I'm grateful to have known her. She made an impact in this community. And even though I'm doing it a little bit differently and I'm doing it my way, it's still a tribute to her because she's a piece of what got me to where I am today. So Christmas morning, we're going out and we are on track to deliver 500 bags throughout the Las Vegas community to those in need. Um, And so that's something that's really important to me. We're still collecting items for these bags. We're still collecting donations for these bags. 
Um, we can use all the help we can get. If you're local to Las Vegas or going to be in Las Vegas around Christmas, we can use volunteers to help us drive and deliver the bags. How can people find out more about you or contact you if they do want to help? What's one way they can reach out to you? Absolutely. You can find us on Facebook under 500 Projects of Love. We also have a YouTube, a YouTube channel under 500 Projects of Love. And then the website, which is 500projectsoflove.org. And right now on our website through December 31st, we have a fundraising platform called Kindest that has awarded us a $5,000 match. So any donations that we collect from right now, this minute to December 31st, they're matching dollar for dollar up to $5,000. So again, that website can be found at 500projectsoflove.org. All your donations are tax deductible and we appreciate it. Well, that is just an incredible story, Rachel. And I'm sure Taylor is just tickled that you are honoring her by picking up where she left off. I'm just amazed by your energy and your commitment to serving others. I hope that people listening are as inspired as I am at your work. So thank you very much for what you do. 500projectsoflove.org or on Facebook, 500 Projects of Love. Thank you again, Rachel, for joining this podcast. Thank you for having me and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the Lemon Spark podcast. If you have a Lemon Spark story to share or know someone who does, please message us on Facebook and be sure to like our page. And remember, it's not the lemon that defines you. It's the spark.